This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 44 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Horseball, what fun. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And also, Easy Signs Online, the number one farm sign company in the United States. Order online at easysignsonline.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, where weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Samantha Clark, also from Lexington, and this is the Stable Scoop Radio Show. And before anybody panics and thinks they have the wrong show, this is the Stable Scoop Show. Helena couldn't be here this week. She'll be back next week. So, Samantha, thank you for agreeing to fill in at the last minute. It's a labor of love. I enjoy the Stable Scoop show. Well, good. And we're going to have a lot of fun today. And actually, what we're going to talk about today is more popular where you were originally from, over in England and in Europe. Uh, we're going to talk. It's, it's basically all about horseball today. And well, Yeah, but I have to admit, though, I've, I don't know anything about it. Well, that's good. Neither do I. And that's why we're doing the show, because we didn't know anything about it. And then a couple of weeks ago, I came across horseball, and I said, what the heck is horseball? I didn't know it was an FEI sport. It's like it's like big time in some parts of the world. Uh, and, you know, Americans haven't heard of it yet. And we thought, well, let's just get some people on who actually know a little bit about it and who play horseball. And it, it let me tell you, you watched the video, though, right? I did watch the video and I was um, half fascinated. It was a bit like watching a car accident. I was half fascinated <laughs> and half horrified. I know. <laughs> so I do want to hear more about it. It's it's a wild sport. I mean, it, it is very much a team sport. They really have to work together. And it's I compared it sort of like the cross between soccer, basketball, and rugby. Yeah. With horses. Yeah. It's yes, it's a little like polo. It's a little like basketball. It's um, it's very athletic, and um, there wasn't one fat person playing. No, that was for sure. Not. You're all over that saddle, uh, over around the side of the horse, under the horse. I mean, pretty much just everywhere, but in the saddle most of the time. Yeah, it was it was wild. So we're going to put videos of, of. I found one really good video that really highlights how fast and furious this sport is and we're going to put that on our in our show notes as well so people can watch but today we have with us marie nadeau and julie barbeau and they did that to me on purpose i bet <laughs> from canada they were both on the canadian uh, horseball team last year and they went in july to portugal for the first world horseball championship and again i say who knew um, so they were there and apparently had a good time, and they're coming on the show with us today to talk a little bit about this sport that they absolutely love. I think they're part of, they're going to tell us, but I think they're part of like the Canadian Horseball Association kind of thing. 
Um, this we're real out of our league here, aren't we? No, we're going to learn a lot about it. So it's because you and I, we have no idea. Uh, but you know what? I really don't know why this sport isn't popular with Americans. It has a ball. It has a little bit of wild, out of controlness. A little. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen and also when you watch the video the music that accompanies it i was a bit there's like sort of bone crunching sound effects was, and then at some point i was like is that the ball or is that someone's head on the floor <laughs> it was a it's a wild sport you really have to check it out i, I think it should be po- i think the horse radio network should sponsor a horseball league here in lexington what do you think at the new indoor I want to speak to Julie and Marie first. Before. I'm going to reserve my judgment. I want to find out a little bit more first. Well, you know, it's one of the few uh, serious equestrian sports, though, that the the women and men compete at, at the same level. You know, they compete with each other, you know, together. Um, yes. And, and in a real team sport like this. Uh, I guess polo's that way, and then, uh, uh, you know, this one's that way. But there's not a lot of sports that have this level of intensity and almost violence that the women and men are on the same team. Well, before we get to that, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you, had, uh, you had a comment for me before the show started. Well, speaking about women and men, and um, well, that's all I'll say about that. Anyway, uh, back in England, I was saying that um, a friend, I used to train with a lady called Nicola Taylor for dressage, and her daughter is a very successful eventer. And she just had a baby two months ago and managed to come back and ride at the CCI three-star at Bramham. And, and, managed, and I think she had one run out, but she managed to complete and did very well. Just two months after having her baby, her baby's called Lily. And before that, two weeks prior to that, seven weeks after having her baby, she rode 10 horses around Brigstock at all levels, including advance. And uh, yes, 10 horses around an advanced well, horse trial. Weren't between, you I riding think, an advanced horse trial seven weeks after your babies? It took me two years to come back to begin a novice level. <laughs> and um, she said that luckily her baby's very well behaved and that the owners take turns in looking after Lily. And uh, <laughs> there's was, additional duties for being a horse owner for this. I was rider. absolutely gobsmacked. I'm full of admiration for her. I wish her all the luck in the world. She's a great girl, and her mother was wonderful and was master of foxhounds for the Bistow and a great dressage trainer. And her mother, so Lily's great grandmother, was also one of the English dressage team trainers. But um, so I think that's quite an amazing story and puts me to shame. And that is amazing. And I think there's a lot of women cringing in America and other countries right now. <laughs> that's a comeback. That's a comeback. You know what? That's I, quite I, a comeback. So good luck, Izzy. We wish her all the luck, the yeah. luck in the world. Izzy Taylor. Obviously, she's got, uh, she's got what it takes to get the job done. Let me tell you. Well, you know, I found an article, too. And you know my propensity for large horses. I love draft horses. Uh, Percherons especially, but I found this article that uh, there's a Texas horse that could be named very shortly in the Guinness World Book of Records as the world's tallest living horse. And apparently they're going to be doing the measurements here soon. Uh, and he, he's expected that he could be, an uh, what is it, an inch or a half an inch taller than the reigning horse. It's Cheryl Davis's horse, Remington, and uh, from Mount Pleasant, Texas. And apparently he stands 20, a little over 20 hands tall right now. 
She said, actually, when, uh, when uh, Remington was actually purchased because of his black and white features, Remington was 17 and a half hands when I bought him as a yearling. 17 and a half as a yearling. Wow. <laughs> we had hoped he would get to 18 and a half. I never expected him to keep going. He weighs 3,000 pounds. <laughs> and he's not even a contender for the heaviest horse. So there was one fatter than that. But uh, he's not fat. If you, you, know, you see his picture here, he's, he's good looking. Um, you know, we used to go to draft horse sales occasionally where they had the very the high-end draft horses. And we did see a Belgian there that was like 19 and a half hands. And you truly don't appreciate how big that is, how much bigger that seems than even – we've all seen 18-hand horses. But you don't appreciate how much bigger that seems when they got that extra five or six inches on there. Yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, this horse that I saw was huge. We bought my last Percheron when he was like 18 months old, and he was 16 and a half hands. And then he ended up rounding out at about 18.1. And he was a big boy, and he weighed about 2,000 pounds. But, you know, he was just the friendliest, nicest horse you'll ever meet in your life. Although we were in the barn one time, and he didn't, you know, most, this was... We had a bank barn then, and most bank barns, as you know, in the first level where you put the stalls, aren't very tall. Are bank barns popular in England? I have no idea what a bank barn is. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's where you actually uh, – I don't know how to describe it. The top part of the barn is all used for storage, and, and the only part – half the barn uh, is under the earth, and the other half is, half is opened up so that uh, – you can drive your tractor right up the one side into the the main barn part, but on the lower level, like the, almost the basement, on the bottom side is open, and that's where they put the stalls and stuff. You mustn't have those in England. No. So anyway, we were in a bank barn, which have very short ceilings, about seven feet, seven and a half feet. Well, we had the Percheron in there, <laughs> and he one day spooked at something on the cross ties and reared up and hit his head instantly, obviously, Aww. and then fell down in the aisleway, and that's a feat too you know he wants there's certain problems you have with big horses like this he wants cast himself in the stall well it was just my wife and i we couldn't do anything with him he wasn't freaking out he was just stuck and we had to go to the plumbing shop next door and get two or three guys who knew nothing about horses and we had to bring them back and we we tied ropes to the actually had to like tie lead ropes to the horse's feet and it took five of us to roll them over <laughs> and then we were afraid that once we rolled him over, he would like freak out, you know, stand up and crush us all because it was a 12 by 12 stall. Yeah. And, and he didn't. He rolled over and laid there and looked at us and said, thank you. And then eventually he got up and he was fine. But uh, there are certain hazards you have when you're dealing with 2,000 pound beasts. <laughs> what a good boy. What are the big horses they have at the horse park? Well, they have a they have a variety. I actually helped out in the horse barn there last year for a while. They have a they have a bunch of Percherons. Those are the black and gray ones. They have they have all different kinds there. They have Belgians. They have a Clydesdale. So they have a variety of. Uh, I think they have like forty some draft horses total. Oh, they do. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're scattered all throughout the park there. You know that the horse park, the uh, Kentucky Horse Park, actually has I think it's two hundred and thirty horses total. There's a lot of them there. You don't realize there are, it because they're all spread out. Well, we bike around there. The kids and I bike around there, and we always stop and say hello. Oh, so. do you? You say hi to all the horses? Yep. Well, that's good. All right. Well, let's let's 
do a commercial quick for Equestrian Collections, and then let's get to our guests, Marie and Julie from Canada, to talk about the wild sport of horseball. You know, Sam, Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. On any given day, they have over $100 million of products for you to choose from. Uh, and I have to say, Sam, that you're an expert Twitterer. You tweet- and an expert shopper, I have to say. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you tweet a lot. You haven't got anything on Chris. Chris, who owns Equestrian Collections, it, uh, loves to tweet. She she tweets all the time. She's probably she understands new media better than anybody I've ever seen. And if you ever have gone to her website, and if you haven't, I encourage everybody to do that. She has one of the best websites, and it's beautiful. She spends a lot of money, hires a lot of people to work on the website, and a lot of graphic artists uh, to work on the website. Her graphics are just spectacular. And she was actually known when we, when uh, Jennifer and I started our company years and years ago. We had a tax shop, and she also had a, was started at the same time we did. So that's how we got to know her in the business. And she's always she started out in clothing, and now she's branched out to all different kinds of products. If you need a product, she probably has it. I encourage you to stop by over at equestriancollections.com and, and check her out. They, she has fantastic Super Spring specials every, uh, over there. She has summer specials all the time. She'll have fall specials. There's all kinds of online catalogs you can check out. Just click on the e-catalog section. I think there's like 20 or 30 different e-catalogs you can go to. And it's the kind, Sam, you know, where you flip the pages and the pages flip. And yep. then you can click on the product, and it takes you to that product on our website. It's really cool. Nice. Yeah, it just makes spending your money and shopping so much easier. Uh, and just for all, and just for our listeners right now, if you spend over one hundred and twenty dollars, you can get an additional ten dollars off by using the coupon code ten spring oh nine. That's ten spring zero nine at checkout, and she'll give you an extra $10 off just because you listen to the Stable Scoop radio show. So that's Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. Well, Sam, we have with us coming up Marie Nadeau and Julie Barbeau. Again, I say that they did that on purpose. But you know what? I feel at home here because my last name is French also. So I'm I'm Canadian French (laughs) is that. So they were both on the Canadian horseball team last July in Portugal for the world first world championship. And we just have so many questions and so much to talk to them about. Let's see if we can get them on the line here. Well, hi, Julie and Marie, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. We appreciate you joining us up there from Canada. Well, it's our pleasure. Well, what part of Canada are you guys in? We are in Quebec. We are in south of Montreal. Um, right now we're speaking from Hemingford, which is um, an, in Quebec, but close to the um, American border of New York. Well, I have to tell you, I've been to Quebec once in my lifetime, and it is one of the most beautiful cities I've been to. It is just beautiful. Oh, thank you. Now, we had a blizzard when I was there, and nobody moved for about four days. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, it must have been a big blizzard, because we're used to blizzards. It actually. was a big blizzard. <laughs> we were staying in a hotel that had a mall in the basement, I remember. And, Downtown Montreal, yeah. Yeah, and we had a mall in the basement, and we spent a lot of time in the mall because you couldn't do anything outside. Everything was just stopped. 
Well, so, that's good for our economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under, underground shopping. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think you need it up there. Well, yeah. we're just so excited to talk to you guys today. We know nothing about horseball. I venture to say that most Americans don't know anything about horseball. Um, go ahead. Yeah, it's a new sport in North America. It's been here for about five years, and the Americans know about it. It's been about two years that there's a team in California, but it's pretty new to North America. Well, tell us a little bit about the history of horseball. Well, actually, horseball is a sport that um, was introduced uh, in France um, in the early 1980s. And it's uh, the ancestor is uh, first of all is Afghan Bushkazi, uh, which is kind of barbarian actually. It's where we we've seen it in movies sometimes where uh, uh, men on our horses and they are trying to fight for a, a dead cow or a dead goat or whatever. Was oh, that the <laughs> same thing where they used to fight for like the heads? They used to have yep, like there you go, ah, <laughs> there you go, the sc- skeleton, the uh, skull and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Well, it's called Bushkazi. Okay. And um, afterwards, um, in South America, was introduced a sport called pato, which means duck in Spanish. And it was a little less barbarian, but still, it was uh, there was a duck in a um, leather bag. And the bag looked a little bit like a, a ball. And they were um, more organized than the Afghans, and they had uh, rules, and they were throwing the ball, well, the bag with the, the duck in it. And um, from there, horseball took his sources. And we don't use ducks anymore, right? Or heads? No, okay. not at all. all right. Glad to hear that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a soccer ball, a number four for seniors, and it's got six leather handles that you can, uh, to help us uh, pick the ball when it's on the ground and to catch the ball also. Okay. Yeah. And you are incredibly athletic. I mean, I've seen you galloping along and then you bend down and, and reach the ball from the ground. It's pretty amazing. Well, yes, it's, one of the, it's one of the attractions of the sport. Go ahead, Marie. Yes, so to help us uh, to bend down and be as athletic as we look, we have a strap that attaches both stirrups under the belly of the horse. So that helps us a lot for the balance. So whenever we bend down or go back on the horse, we have that strap holding the stirrups. So it really gives us a good balance and strengthen the leg to go back or go down the horse. So it doesn't, uh, it seems very hard, but once you've tried it, it, it's much easier than everybody thinks. (laughs) Well, you would have to because you guys spend most of your time out of the saddle on the side of the horse. It's just amazing. Well, let's start, let's back up a little bit for everybody who does nothing about it. How do you play the game? Well, it's a game that is played on a um, a field that is about uh, 195 feet by 82 or 83 feet. Okay, so it's it's uh, it's a little bit bigger than a a, a large dressage ring, actually. Let's okay. put it this way. And on each end, on each small end, do you have uh, the goals? The goals are um, at the top of the goal. They're four and a half meters, so that would be. Hang on, because I have to around uh, fifteen feet. About fifteen feet yeah, high. Thank high you very up much. There. Yeah. Yep. And the ring is one meter, so three point three feet uh, diameter. So All it's right. like this hole that's that's 15 feet in the air. Yeah. That's a meter, a meter hole. It looks a little through. bit like a hanging pole. Yep, yep. <laughs> it right. looks like a basketball net on its side. 
Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. not at the horizontal, it's yep. at the vertical. Yeah, yep. exactly. And uh, the goal, obviously, is to score in the, in the nets. But um, there are six players on each team, ideally, four on the field and two reserves. A little bit like you would see uh, in soccer or hockey, we've got different lines. Right. And um, in order to be able to score, you, have, you need three passes between three different players of the same team. Oh, so and that's the same why there was all the passing going on. There you go. And then it prevents also the superstar uh, syndrome, you know. Nobody can just take the ball and just leave and go and score. You need to play with the rest of the team. All right, so you start at the halfway point of the field, and, and that's where the play starts. Uh, well, now actually it starts in one of the two camps. Okay. Um, one of the two ends, depending on who won, uh, who won the toss, uh, the toss the tossing okay and um so we start in our own camp and then we develop strategies to go and to uh, go score um and to go score you run let me just just trying to clarify here so to go score you run down the field and you're passing the ball it has to go between three times between different players yeah between three different players yep if ever that doesn't work and we can't uh uh, make the goal. We just go back home with the ball and restart the attack all over again. Oh, so okay, can, like, that's turn interesting. Turn in circles like three, four, five times until we uh, we do the goal, and we have ten seconds to uh, pass the ball. Otherwise, we lose the ball to the other team. Okay, so there is a limit on how long you can hold the ball. Yeah, yeah. and you've and got all kind of rules is, also, yeah. where uh, you cannot cut the horse at an angle more than forty-five degrees. Otherwise, you get a penalty. Horse balk, um, contrarily uh, to the, his ancestors, Bushkazi and Pato, is very safe. It is designed to be very safe for the rider and for the horses. That's why if you watch horse ball, you'll see that the horses have boots on, have bell boots on, and um, most of the time they've got polos over the, bo- the, the, the boots. Yeah. Well, now, do you wear... have a, you they wear... also have a fixed martingale. So the horse doesn't bring its head up and hit the player in the face. And do you wear? Uh, do you wear just flat shoes? Do they wear shoes at all, or we're, we're, uh, the horses? Yeah. Well, most of them have shoes in front and none in the back. Okay. Yeah. And you're playing but then on again, sand. again, if you or... have a horse that that kicks, if you have the, a horse that goes and kicks another horse, it might be disqualified. It might have to leave the field and uh, leave the play, leave the match. Okay. Yeah, 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 I know, not, Sam, that was one of your concerns, wasn't it? The safety issue? But when you watch this, it's pretty wild. It's pretty rough. Yeah. And, and it looks, I mean, polo sometimes gets a bad rap, especially at the lower levels when the riders aren't so skilled. <laughs> and um, it looks quite hard on the horses. Um, yes, it is hard, but not in a dangerous way. You need a perfect cardio for the horse, and you need a horse that has lots of flexibility to make really small turns. But it's most of all, we don't hold the reins because we pass the ball so we're, it's nicer in the mouth than maybe Polo could be. So whenever they, they gallop from point A to point B and then we turn and we go back home, so uh, that is not as hard. It's just that the, the cardio, the horses, it's two periods of 10 minutes. For and that's game. it. It's very short. It is so short. So it's very short, yeah. and you're, you're not allowed switching horse. So you have to think that you have to save your horse's energy for the whole game because you can't switch horse. So 
we're being reasonable with our horses in a way that we want them to keep going until the end of the of the game. So yeah. But and Sam, I can that. understand your concern because if you've watched videos, you've probably watched videos of the pros, the European pros, and um, keep in mind that they're about 23, 24, 25 years old. They're very athletic and they're very aggressive. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I was so, pretty impressed by the riders, but I did, you know, I did have some concern for the horses. But yeah, the riders, so, I was amazed by. They were all over the place. I mean, very skilled with the ball, very skilled on the horses and well, very athletic and, and very gymnastic. Thing, what you said earlier uh, was that, you know, you're not really holding the reins. That's the thing that amazed me. They were riding these horses and they were really concentrating on the ball. They, a lot of times they weren't holding reins. I mean, well, that's yeah. one of the, that's one of the horse ball, uh, first lessons that you get is that you have, you have to let go of the reins. Horse ball is, all the op- the opposite of what uh, we've learned before. I did a um, three-day event uh, to an international level, and then I went dressage. And so when I started horseball, I was um, <laughs> I was very confused because it's everything that you were told not to do that you have to do. Oh, wait a minute. Why, you, wait why a minute. did you start? Wait a minute. Why did you start horseball? There what was my earth? question. You went from massage <laughs> to horseball. I mean... What on earth made you decide to try horseball? <laughs> well, um, three-day event was in my other life. Um, in 89, I had a huge accident actually in the United States during competition and my horse died. Um, so afterwards, I've kind of put... Um, uh, three-day venting aside because I was 21 years old. Uh, I had no more horse since my horse was dead. Uh, I didn't have I was the horse was the horse wasn't injured. I didn't have the money to bring to buy a horse that was at the same level that my previous horse was. So I went dressage, bought a new horse, went um, and trained with the members of the American dressage team. Did that for a few years and then went to university, got married, got a kid, and kind of didn't ride that much anymore. And um, five or six years ago, a friend of mine said, listen, I have a French friend who told me about this sport called horseball. And uh, so I called Marie, the, the, who's on the other line, and I said, let's, let's go and see that. And um, I was main, main, meanwhile, I was uh, breeding horses and riding just for fun. I was not in, on the competitive, um, um, uh, I wasn't riding com- competitively at that time. And so we went and discovered horseball like that, and it was for me uh, presented at the right time, because I was not doing competition anymore. I was riding, you know, for fun when it was not too hot, not too cold, not too windy, not too dry. You know, just in the <laughs> perfect conditions rider. all the time, you know. And um, this was a sports team, which is yeah. great because we're always five, six, seven, eight, maybe, you know, up to 10, 15 people in the ring at the same time. We're laughing. We're having fun. We and can ride with them. And in the snow when we're done. That makes you from Canada. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it was just a different um, approach to riding that um, – made me enjoy uh, horseball. And of course, since I was an eventer, I've got this adventurous blood in, in my veins. Adrenaline need. <laughs> well, what yeah. about you, Marie? What was your story? How'd you do it? Well, I've been riding. A, I, I'm a, in the bush rider. I've always uh, been riding uh, trail riding and uh, fox hunting riding. So I'm used to having uh, surra- being surrounded by horses jumping five at a time when you, you hunt. You know, people uh, hunting are 
quite crazy something, full canter, jumping three uh, on the side. and every, So it was always the the fun part of riding. And um, uh, Not to mention that there's beer at the end of that, too. Oh, oh sure. that's great. Also. <laughs> there's a little uh, porto in the beginning also. So I... Um, we have to I go have to Canada, stopped. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're also and, invited, and you can start horseball also. Oh, well, yeah. there we go. <laughs> and then I had stopped riding because my mare uh, had become brood mare for multiple reasons, including age factor. And uh, then I started uh, Taekwondo. So I became a black belt in Taekwondo and competed and everything. And then when Julie talked to me about the horseball, I had to, to try that because... Uh, I I like adrenaline sports and I like I'm a fighter. Then I don't know if we can go up and do horseball. <laughs> okay, this makes me feel real good that my competitor could kill me while I'm riding with one chop. Well, actually, you, you've got to because as women playing in a mixed uh, sport, because in horseball it's mixed, so you play against men. When you're in the mixed team, we have to be strong and very physical at one point. And throwing the ball, we've got those. Uh, muscles, shoulder, you couldn't believe I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm a slim gym, but I've got those shoulders, my God. <laughs> because the ball has to be thrown very far, eh? And um, so that's that. And then uh, we started playing and then uh, my uh, my husband that was uh, always on the on the side of the fence taking care of the boys. Uh, I, had, I have two small kids. Um, when I came pregnant of the second one, Marc, my husband, decided, well, I want to play too because I don't, I can't stand it staying uh, on the side and looking at you like that. So Marc started riding also, and Julie is the, um, the, the, the wife, the, the spouse of my father, so it's really a family thing. So Julie was riding, I was riding, my husband started riding, Julie's son, son started riding, and my father started uh, refereeing in horseball. So we're really... Uh, family team spirit kind of thing so we're always together and having fun and playing and then the opportunity of uh, participating to a championship in europe uh, arrived last year so we um, both julie uh, mark and i were uh, uh, did the um, how do we call that we the world the championship set. yeah we did the world championship so we, we were chosen between about 15 players to go and we ended up in Portugal. And I will always remember my first game. We were against Belgium, and Belgium are the fourth in, in position in, the, in, in Europe. And in Europe, they are big, strong, six feet, lots of muscle, and six men to play against us. And crazy, <laughs> we have to add. <laughs> so I will always remember I had the ball in my hand. I was into a full canter trying to make a pass, and at one point, three huge monkey Belgians jumped on me <laughs> very rudely, and I only heard the whistle, and I came out, they, 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 they jumped on me, my head, my arms, it was like, this, is, this has to end, this has to end, <laughs> and I, it, uh, finally, I was still with the ball in my hands, and the referee had called for a penalty, because obviously, they were too... Uh, too uh, uh, You're not allowed to be three on one, one no. player. You know? You're supposed to go for the ball, not for the player. Well, that's, <laughs> you are, that's, that brings up another point that I was trying to figure out when I was watching the video. You are allowed to try and take the ball out of the other player's hands, oh, right? Sure. But only, are, uh, you're only allowed to have contact with the 
the the the ball holder. Okay. Yeah. So you you cannot have physical contact with the player that doesn't have the ball in hand. But if he has yeah. the ball, they were going after the ball for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have going to go after, after the, the ball. ball. But if you um, <laughs> if you arrive um, and you are too aggressive, so if you put your elbow in the other player's face, <laughs> obviously you're going to have a penalty. Sometimes and do you wear helmets? Do you wear helmets? Oh, yeah. to prevent? Yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Yes. But like with a face guard, like the American footballers. Uh, well, no. actually, we saw in Europe um, some girls on the feminine teams uh, that were uh, that did wear um, the helmet with the a grid or the yeah, yeah the sort face of like protector. a catch a baseball catcher wears. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. did see that, but usually we don't because actually you're not supposed to be hit in the face. No. Um, there will be a penalty, and, and if you're hit in the face, it's going to be a very severe penalty. And uh, the penalty, the, 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 the highest penalty, we call it a, a P1, penalty one, and that um, usually ends up in a goal. It's a direct so, throw at 10 meters. Okay, it's so a direct now, throw from the halt at from 10 meters from the goal. Remember, you're sitting on the horse, so 10 meters, 10 meters is 30 feet. Oh, that's a, um, that's a, that's a throw. Yeah, yeah, but remember that you're sitting on the horse, and um, it's uh, it's it, it, it usually it ends up in a goal. So you don't want to have a P1 because no. you lose you lose a point there. <laughs> well, now what? No, what, no what? you want an elbow in your face. face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when when you can, when you take the ball from another player, there are some rules. If you grab it with your left hand, for example, you have you cannot change your hand while you're pulling. You have to keep the same hand, and you have to sit in your saddle. If ever you're standing up or you're holding to your saddle to to hold yourself to have more strength, you're not allowed. The, the whistle will blow, and you will lose the ball. So if ever I try to grab the ball for someone, I have to keep the same hand. I have to sit in my saddle, and I can't hold myself on the mane, on the saddle, or anything. So it becomes much harder to be able to pull as hard as you can. Because you can't hold yourself, and you have to sit in your saddle, and you can't change your hand, so it kind yeah. kinds of uh, slows down the aggressivity of things. You just have to concentrate of like pulling and keep it in your hand as much as you can. I'm with my, yeah, because as soon as your butt comes out of your saddle, there's a whistle and you lose the ball. Well, and might yeah. we mention that you're riding and usually at a trot or a canter while you're doing all of this? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. That's, that's oh, no yes. It's very so fast. <laughs> it's you very fast horse, game. Yeah. Yes. Horses love it so much because they have nobody pulling in their mouth and they're with their friends because they love being all together. It's the practice. Some horses don't like it, but some do. And they know their job. When we practice, we practice them to always gallop and and uh, stop under the net. So when we... Uh, we we play in games, they just gallop, go under the net, turn around and go back. So they know their job, they know exactly what they have to do, and nobody's pulling. So they know the game. When I catch the ball, my horses just leaves and and goes to full canter because he knows the game, he knows where to go, and he knows he has to go faster than other horses on the side and everything. They know the game and they love it. So that's a good point. That's the, the yeah. whole point, actually. How much yeah. do you do with your horses um, in between games, and what do you do with them to keep them fresh and happy? Uh, well, we do a lot of dressage, a lot mm -hmm. of flat work, a lot of trail riding, which is actually uh, good for them. Um, and, and the horses, the, 
cardio. We work cardio, yeah, a lot. So galloping and uh, we and trotting, and um, they go outside all day, which is a you know a lot of uh, of uh, mental uh, therapy for them. Yeah. Um, but we do we do a lot of flat. I my horse my horseball horse is a um, a racer an ex racer who actually was born in Kentucky, and um, when he was got out of the races I bought him and obviously he was uh, he was a very hyper horse. It took me uh, it took me he, I'm, it's my fifth year with him now or fourth year, and now he is a machine. He is a horse ball machine. Now, do, what yeah. what breed of horse do you see a lot of? Uh, lots of thoroughbred mixed. Um, we do yeah. have quarter horses mixed also. And it's funny because we have like three or four Appaloosas on the team. Yep. There you go. Mixed. <laughs> well, except for yeah. Marie's horse, who's a pure Appaloosa, we have um, Anglo Appaloosas. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I imagine yeah. it started over there, so there must be Arabians that play this as well. Yeah, Arabians in in Europe, um, Anglo-Arabians are very, very popular. We do have here our um, one of our junior members who rides a little um, Arabian mare. Uh, she's very strong, very fast. The problem is that sometimes they lose their head because it's they get too much adrenaline and you can't stop them anymore. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the main no. thing is we, we try to give our horses a horse life. So at home where the club is, uh, we really have a galloping track. We have uh, outdoor, indoor arena, and we change their mind all the time. We don't focus on horseball because we want them to be happy and not like uh, um, only like being becoming sour of the sport and everything. Because they can, when we pick up the ball, it's really hard on their back. So if ever they're not uh, doing flat work, totally getting yeah. their back muscled. So then they they get in pain and they're not happy anymore picking up the ball. So they avoid the ball and everything. So it's really uh, you have to be multi multi uh, disciplinary disciplinary with the mm-hmm. horse, horse. Otherwise they get sour very fast. But we also um, omitted to say that you just don't a horse like that and just introduce him to horse ball. There are all kind of um, exercises we have to do. Some horses will come in. And they won't be afraid of the ball at all, but they won't want to go close to another horse because they're cl- they're afraid to be uh, bitten or kicked or whatever. Some other horses will go close to the other horses, but they're terrified of the wall. Some of the uh, of the uh, of the ball. Some other horses won't go close to the bu- the wall. Some other horses won't get away from the wall. Um, <laughs> so we have all kind of exercises exercises to do with the horses in order to prepare them for horseball practices and then horseball matches afterwards. So, um, and although most horses can be horseball horses to different levels, obviously, um, not all horses will do uh, horseball horses as were not horses, all horses will be dressage horses or right, event figure right. or like anything else. Yeah, yeah. like anything else. Um, so, Samantha, but I would be you... ready to bet that about 90% of the horses can do horse ball and um, enjoy it to different levels, obviously. Yes. You know, they won't 90% be... 90% under 16 hands, please. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that's the other thing. You have to have somewhat shorter horses because you have to bend over and pick the ball up off the ground. Yeah. Well, that's us saying that, but in Europe, um, we've seen 17-hand horses. 
yeah. you know, used for horse ball. But the then again, if the guy a... riding it is six, six feet tall, right? everything being um, proportional, you know? He's in better shape that, than me. Does that give them an advantage, do you think? Sure, well, because I remember there was a guy, he was a German, and he was called Guido. So it was kind of funny, a German <laughs> with an Italian name. And he was six feet three. Oh, I smell cheating. Yeah. 230 pounds approximately with a 17 hand. So when he was raising his hands up, we could see his hand through the net. So he could have stopped a goal because yeah. he was high yeah. enough to have his hand in the net. He was one I of the very few that could dunk. Over us. <laughs> <laughs> he could dunk. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Sam, you, are you signing up yet? You're going to go out there with your event horse? <laughs> My horse is oh, pretty Sam, big. You do eventing. Yes, I do. Well, you would enjoy horse bomb. <laughs> I'm not sure. And, and you know what? Actually, the, the level that you saw on the video is not the level that you start playing. No, it's like certainly not. Else. You don't start. <laughs> you don't start eventing at the open intermediate. You know. Yeah. You start eventing with the starters level and. You go up as you get more experience. Well, horse ball is exactly the same thing. I imagine at the lower levels, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and when you get a little 13-hand pony to play, it's even better. (laughs) (laughs) My nickname was Mrs. Hoover because I used to have a 14-3 and I'm 5 feet 9. So I would pick up all any ball like a a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) So I was Mrs. Hoover. (laughs) You... You said you did Taekwondo. Was it Taekwondo? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, that that probably, because Taekwondo involves a lot of stretching and, and uh, yes. bending. So that probably helped you a lot in this. Yes, because uh, it's mostly the strength and be, be, being able to, uh, yeah, be, being flexible. And, uh, well, it's uh, it's more of the lower uh, lower body because it's the legs in Taekwondo. And in horse ball, it's more of the upper body with your arms. But... Yeah, strength in your legs to make your horse go go. I mean, we asked about we asked about the horses finished. What do you guys have to do to keep fit and to keep flexible? Well, actually, we do fast walk and jogging, and we do uh, we do always do a training on the ground before with passes and and jogging and uh, small training with bending and and and, oh yeah, uh, we have different exercises. Doing a frog exercise, so you bend down to the ground and go up, and then your 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 thighs burn after that in pain. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's mostly a general training, stretching, and uh, most of it is ball. Uh, because when you pass the ball or get get the ball on the ground, you can get your back hurt. Uh, yeah. Easily, so it's more tre- stretching of the upper body, neck, uh, uh, arms, and and lower back. Yeah. Well, guys, I'll tell you what, we could talk to you all day, but we're plain running out of time already. This this yeah. has gone by very quickly. Um, yeah. the, uh, it's uh, been fascinating. Yeah, it has. And I, if we ever get to Canada for anything else, Sam, we're going to go We're gonna go watch a, a Julie and Marie play a horse ball game. That's for sure. Yeah, well, we won't be alone because it's a team sport. We have, all, well, uh, we have many teammates. Um, and uh, what's fun about horse ball is that we have teammates from... Uh, from uh, all kind of levels of experience, riding experience, and uh, we do have my son, my 14-year-old son, that plays with us. But then again, he's tall and 14 years old, so he picks up any ball and he throws very far and he's uh, very athletic. But um, 
you are more more than welcome, definitely. Well, thank do, you very much. I, yeah, we thank you. I do have one question for you. Do you see is the popularity rising in in Canada and maybe in the, here in the United States? Do you see this? Is it growing or? Unfortunately, it's hard to people say, are actually. scared of the sport because they think it's totally crazy. So that's the downside. <laughs> <laughs> that's Samantha's they, right there. For, for real, once they try it, they fall in love with it. So uh, you got to try. All right. Well, we'll, and, we'll, we'll encourage everybody at least to do some research on it, to take a look at it. To, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, give it a chance because it does look like a whole lot of fun. And, and you guys are obviously a lot of fun. So Thank we appreciate you, you being on and, and uh, good luck. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. much. <laughs> and thank you, Julie. See you next year for the WEGS in Kentucky. Oh yeah, that'll Absolutely. be great. We'll look forward to seeing you. We're we're we live about three miles from the horse park, so. Wow, that'd Perfect. be great. We do our we are talking with uh, Equine Canada and the International Horseball Federation to have to uh, to try to introduce horseball um, during the WEGS. It would be a great opportunity and it would be the best window for horseball you know so definitely uh, we're trying very hard i'm telling you once americans see this they're gonna love it i hope so i hope so (laughs) all right thanks guys thanks julie thanks for your time well sam we're shipping you to canada (laughs) tomorrow with your beautiful horse and uh there you go my poor beautiful horse (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you know i I don't know what to say. What's that term you use? Gobsnapped or gobsmacked? Yeah, gobsmacked. I mean, that's pretty much describes it, I guess. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, there's also I don't know if you have it over here a television program called Gladiators, yes. and I think that's that's what they remind me of. <laughs> when they said it was started by the French, I went, did Napoleon start this or what? You know, it was like it was that kind or the, of thing. The Afghans was it, or the yeah. the barbarians? I is have what it was. seen actually uh, video or in movies or something where they were playing and they actually used human skulls as the uh, oh, as goat the balls. And, you know, that's what they used. So that's where the origins of the game, I think, really started years ago. Uh, and I think that's why it's still so popular in Asia and the Far East. It's, <laughs> it's a very popular game over there. I think they actually use balls now, I hope. But, yes, she did say they use balls. Well, there you go. That's better than putting a duck in a leather thing. I wonder if the duck was alive. That's the other thing. You didn't say a word about it. Glenn, the duck. we're going to get all sorts of calls from Peter today, <laughs> this month, this week. No, this week. You better stop. Let's talk about uh, easy signs week. online. Okay, we'll do that. And then we'll come right back, and uh, we, ha- we have some more good stuff for you, too, right after this commercial from Easy Signs Online. Well, Sam, we all know that the economy isn't the best right now. We all have to, in our small farm businesses, have to look for a way to advertise and get the word out without breaking the bank. Well, as small farm and business owners, signs are the most affordable means of advertising for your business. And most businesses, new or not, don't have a dollar to waste. The Small Business Administration says signs are the most effective yet least expensive form of advertising for the small business. What's more, signs are always on the job for you, advertising 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Enhance your farm interests with an affordable, professionally designed farm sign from ezsignsonline.com. From elaborate carved signs to simple entrance signs, vinyl banners, pet memorial markers, stall name plates, and the folks at ezsignsonline.com have what you need in durable outdoor signs. Their unique website uses a step-by-step process, allowing you to choose all of the options and see complete pricing before you buy. 
Visit EasySignsOnline.com today and take advantage of their current sale of 10 to 15% off and free shipping. Remember, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Well, Sam, that was a lot of fun. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if Peter writes. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. You know, we're here to just, we're here to put everything out there that's involved in the horse world and let people decide for themselves. You know, that's, yep. that's You're our gonna job. You're going to have Pamela Anderson writing to you. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we have a giveaway that we do also. And this month we have two great items. We have a $50 gift certificate from Equestrian Collections. You can use it anywhere on their website for anything. So you can win a, that $50 gift certificate from equestriancollections.com or from Equestrian Life. They have donated two of their nifty baseball caps with their logo on them. And they do have a neat logo. And uh, you'll definitely want to be wearing one of these next time you go to the barn. Equestrian Life is the official social network of the Horse Radio Network. Visit them at equestrianlife.com. And you just want to stop over to the uh, website, our website, at stablescoop.com. And on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see a giveaway link. Just click on that. Go sign up. It's free. It's easy. And we'll be announcing the winners the beginning of July. You know, and to speak, you know, I I do want to thank you, Sam, for being here. It's been fun. I see. Isn't it fun just to sit and talk about topics and not serious stuff like we do in the World of Question Game show? Yes, it is. I mean, it's fun doing that show, too. We yes, it is. We get to talk is. to some really cool people. But this one's just a little bit different because we have no structure at all. Basically, just nothing. <laughs> I have no idea what we yeah, do. Yeah, there's no plan here. It just We just do. That's pretty much it. But I do want to talk to everybody about the next week's episode. You can't miss next week's episode. Go sign up through iTunes or Zoom if you haven't yet. You do not want to miss next week's episode. Catch it on the website. We don't care how you listen to it. Next week, Sam, is the Twitter episode. And what that means is we have 10 people who have followed us on Twitter that are going to come on, and we're doing it. It's going to be a boom, 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 fast show. Each of those 10 people have four minutes to talk to us. It's just like on Twitter. Twitter limits your your discussion to 140 characters. That's all you're allowed to type in your little blog entries on Twitter. Well, they're going to get four minutes, and it, we're going to dial them up, and they got four minutes to tell us what they want to tell us, and we're going to the next. And there are some fascinating people going to be on the show, as it turns out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it should be a lot of fun. We're not even going to cut for – we're not going to do like we usually do and cut out the dialing or anything. We're just – it's going to be a straight-hour show where we're dialing people and talking to people. And we're going to have a timer, and we're going to have a buzzer when they're done, and when they're done, we're cutting them off. Great. So at four minutes, they get cut off, even if they're in mid-sentence, and we go on to the next one. So, so um, it should be a lot of fun. As I told Helena last week, it's either going to be a lot of fun or a complete disaster. I'm not sure which. <laughs> so, so I don't think that's ever been done before in any, in any medium, you know, as far as a uh, show of this kind. So it should be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a good time. I noticed you, you didn't volunteer to be on the list because you get enough airtime now, I guess, huh? God, I feel like I'm blanketing Horse Radio Network. It's plenty <laughs> and for me. we love to have you. Well, speaking of Horse Radio Network, thank you for the transition there, Sam. Uh, we have a couple of other shows that we do. Sam and I do the 2010 radio show. What did we have on this week? Uh, this week we had a great show. We also went up to Canada and we spoke to Akash Maharaj, who is the CEO up there. And he's a very interesting man. But we managed to keep it 
purely to what he's doing for the Equine Canada and the Canadian team and looking forward to the WEG next year. But he, um, he had a lot to say and he was fascinating. And also, he has his own website, which we'll put a link to on our website, as usual. And he's, um, well, he's he, done all sorts of things in well, his life. That's the thing. He's done stuff. To, speaking of horseball, the stuff he does is with pointy... Tent, tent pegging. Tent pegging and um, what was the other one? Oh, just... Other yeah, I mean, tip of the iceberg is is his um, the CEO of Equine Canada. That was um, just just the beginning. Yeah, I mean, he's dealing with sharp objects, swords, and weapons, and <laughs> and he went to Oxford University and was president of the student student union there. The only the first non British person to do that. Oh wow. He was very yeah. He was very humble and very um, didn't talk about it much. So maybe we'll get him on again and talk to him about himself more. But he spoke about Canada and uh, what they're doing, getting ready for the WEG. So that was exciting. And we also had our spotlight athlete, which was our show jumper, who was completely different. Uh, and we're not going to tell everybody. We're not going to tell. No, I'm not going to say who he was. But he, he he is a man, and he's completely different and um, younger, and tons of personality. Very charming. Very fun and um, yeah, that was that was exciting. So yeah, yeah we're looking. For, uh, you you will enjoy hearing him. Stop over to 2010radioshow.com and take a listen. I think you're going to enjoy that. And if you've missed it, we're following a different athlete for each of the disciplines that are part of the World Equestrian Games. Eight of them in total. So you you want to stop over? We've done a number of them already and pay a visit and listen in. We also do the eventing radio show. I do that with uh, Chris, my co-host. And this week we had the eventing Percheron, speaking of large horses. The eventing Percheron is owned by Dawn de France out of uh, New England. And she events this Percheron up to uh, the lower levels of eventing. And this is the this horse absolutely loves to jump. When you watch the videos, it's amazing. He clears these jumps. He gets his knees up. And he does a great job in, in dressage, too. I mean, it's just a great thing for a, for a big, heavy Percheron to love to do cross-country so much in an event. And it was just fun to talk to her. And then also, we have the Dressage Radio Show on the network, done by Chris and Heather. And they do a good job over there. It's their fourth episode that they had this week, and they spoke to Gil Merrick here in the United States. And they also, Heather does a neat thing on that show where she uh, does a training tip every week. So that's kind of neat, too, to listen to Heather and, and what she says about her training tips. And those have become very popular very quickly. And Sam, we encourage people to write to us. If you have show ideas, especially, you know, we're always looking for unique ideas like horse ball <laughs> to do shows <laughs> on. So if you, you know, if you have a show idea, just write to us. We'd, we'd love to add it to the lineup. Uh, you can go to stablescoop.com and click the contact link at the top of the page. Well, Sam, this has been our second show of the week. Yep. And we encourage everybody to... Come back again next week for our Twitter episode. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have 10 guests in one hour, four-minute shots, boom, 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 boom. And we'll probably be getting a lot of horse information within an hour period of time. It should be a lot of fun. So, everyone, we'll be back again next week. And Helena will be here with the scoop. 